welcome to today's podcast. This is Apostle Al Buford, uh, Senior Pastor of New Heart Worship Center in the city of Aurora, Illinois. Our address is 888 South Edgelon Drive, Aurora, Illinois, 60506. Uh, we're located in the city of Aurora, Deliverance Ministry, Prophetic Ministry, Healing Ministry. And so we're going to be going into a message today <clears throat> dealing with witchcraft. And I pray that it will bless you. Also, I would like to uh, invite you to our Facebook page at El Apostle Al Buford, Albert Buford, at uh, Facebook. Or you can go to our New Heart Worship Center International page. Also, in the <clears throat> on Facebook. And so we are, are excited about bringing you these messages, this podcast. I hope it be a blessing to you uh, as you listen today. We're going to deal with witchcraft and different subjects as we come on. I'm also senior founder of uh, uh, GAPM, which is Global Apostolic Prophetic International Ministries. Uh, that's a worldwide ministry for pastors and leaders uh, that need to have a, a fellowship and covering. And so you can look us up on uh, our, our webpage at newheartworshipcenterinternational.com. That's newheartworshipcenterinternational.com. So let's get ready to go into this message, the pre-recorded message I did a teaching on witchcraft and the mystery of witchcraft. And I pray that you will be blessed uh, today as you listen to this broadcast. mystery of witchcraft. It's uh, the teaching, so we'll be praying for those that are infirm, those that have been sick. Uh, as we start off this, this teaching, they have some people that have been sick and infirm. And so receive your healing as we get ready to go into this message. As we continue to lift up Randy to you, Lord, that you would uh, deliver him out of the hand of the infirmity, and even in the hospital, Father, give the doctors wisdom. Uh, give them knowledge, Father. We bind up seizures and epileptic fits and uh, blacking out and passing out. We ask the blood of Jesus cover him. We take authority over death and death wish. We bind the spirit of destruction that will try to come and steal, kill, and destroy. And we pray for all of those that are infirmity, those that are dealing with cancer and sickness. Father, we thank you for healing right now in Jesus' name. We send the word of healing and deliverance to those that are infirmed, all of those that are suffering with diabetes, Lord. We bind that deluge that has come against the church, come against America with diabetes and with cancer, cancer of the womb and cancer of the cervix and cancer of breast cancer and all kind of cancers trying to cut off the, the, the godly seed. And we pray divine protection over the women of the nation, over our young men, over our children. And we thank you, Lord, that you expose the works of the enemy in this hour, and we'll give you praise for that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. <clears throat> We're gonna, I'm going to continue. You'll probably get, a, probably get this message again Sunday, but I'm going to, well, uh, we start, I started off Sunday teaching on witchcraft, on, on how it affects your dreams. There's much more. I got much more. And I want to deal with, uh, uh, specifically a little bit tonight, with witchcraft itself and how it operates. And uh, we're going to keep digging into this. I've already got people on Facebook saying, please send me a copy of the teachings. <laughs> if people need to know, you know, the guy down in Texas say, please send me a copy of the teachings. Uh, so uh, this is good. But what I want to do, I'm going to start off really, uh, there's, a, there's a little difference uh, between witchcraft and sorcery. You know, in Acts chapter 8, 
It talks about Simon the sorcerer. Uh, the word sorcery is the word pharmakia, uh, where we get a word pharmacy. Sorcerers use concoctions and potions and, and things to work their magic. Uh, uh, drugs, crack cocaine is, is sorcery. Marijuana is sorcery. All of these things are, are concoctions that they use uh, uh, to uh, change the minds of people, to elevate the minds of people. And so sorcery, but uh, we'll just start in Galatians chapter 3, verse 1, and then we'll go right into the witchcraft. But in the church, uh, Paul talked about uh, the church. They began, he, they, uh, the power of God came upon the church. Paul preached to many of them. Many of them got baptized. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. And uh, they were flowing in the gifts of the Spirit. They were flowing in the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and discernment, and healings, and miracles were taking place. And Paul went in Galatians chapter 3, after he had started church, he came back years later. He said, oh, foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you that you should not obey the truth. So witchcraft is designed that you would not obey the truth. It's designed to get you in deception and seduction. Uh, before whose eyes Jesus Christ has evidently been set before you, crucified among you. This only what I learned of you. Receive that you get the Holy Spirit by the works of the law, or did you hear it by the hearing of faith? Did you get it by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish, having begun in the spirit, you are now made perfect by the flesh? So people begin in the spirit and then they get into fleshes. They want to call the psychic line. They want to call the read the horoscope. God said, you didn't get saved by that. You got saved by the Holy Spirit. Now you want to go read these books and listen to Cleo and listen to all these pronosticators. Uh, if you drive by their places, they said psychic readings. And it's a raggedy building, run down. If you're so psychic, why can't you psychic you some money up and have you a nice place? And you got the little raggedy house, death trap, and you want somebody to come in there and you want to speak a word to them. So that's uh, sorcery. But we'll deal with sorcery maybe next week. I'll deal with sorcery itself. Pharmacia. So I wanted to really deal with this witchcraft tonight. Uh, if you're listening to this tape, I pray that you will be blessed by it. All right, what happened to my... Laptop here. Who's interfering? See, already the devil's fighting me already. Lion wonder. The witch's spiritum, or uh, this spiritum is a book, but uh, a lot of witches use an iron sensor. And when the smoke is inhaled, uh, by the person and in really invoking the spell that they're they're trying to cast. So you ever go around and you can smell it. You know, you know, uh, if you ever smoked drugs or did drugs or did marijuana, you know, they like that Indian head incense trying to mask over. But actually what you're doing is you're giving power to certain spirits. There are demons that are attracted to the smell of smoke. And now, now notice that Satan is a counterfeiter. God says that our prayers are as incense that goes up before him. So the devil's going to counterfeit that. And so the witches will say their spells and incantations while they light this uh, this uh, smoke. And it's got different types of smoke, different color smoke, different uh, uh, things for different uh, curses that they try to put in people's lives. Uh, and uh, it puts the spell on it. And in Africa, when you go over to Africa, you can be in a comp what they call a compound or a village. And the witch doctor will be smoke, will be lighting this stuff. And what it really does is it, it, it affects the minds of the people and everybody in that village. 
that spirit has control. And so as I'm, I'm getting ready to go into Kenya, and Kenya, they've got, they're, they're still afraid of the witch doctors in a lot of places. And some of them have brought the witch stuff into the church too, along with their services, uh, some of the stuff. So uh, when we go on, I go in these places, I'm going in there dealing with principalities and powers and strong men, and uh, uh, we need prayer, I need prayer. Now, as I said, incense is as prayer. In Numbers 16, verse 46, he said, and Moses said to Aaron, take a censer, put fire therein from the altar. Notice that the fire had to come from the altar. It couldn't come from the campfire. Uh, Abihu, Nadab and Abihu tried that. They tried to get fire off the campfire and, and took it before the Lord and God killed them because it was of, of the flesh. It was not a holy fire. Uh, and he said, put it in a censer, put in incense. Now this fire has to come off the altar, put incense go quickly unto the congregation and make atonement for them. For there is wrath going out from the Lord and the plague is begun. So if the, the incense and the, and the smoke can atone for the people, the demonic can use it to bind the people. The smoke, the smell. And Aaron took as Moses commanded and ran in the midst of the congregation and behold the plague was begun among the people he put on the incense and made an atonement for the people and he stood between the dead and the living and the plague stayed so your prayers our prayers stand in between the dead spiritually and the living spiritually Amen. We intercede and we pray and, and in our intercession and we're standing in the gap. We're taking up the hedge to block evil and block wickedness uh, from taking place in a lot of places. The devil doesn't like our prayers. He don't want us to pray. He don't want us to intercede. He don't want us to pray for our loved ones. He wants us to just complain and murmur and, and cuss at him and fuss at him that they ain't doing this and they ain't doing that. But we ain't praying for them. If you would pray, you would stop some of the darkness that's coming against your loved ones. Look at Revelation 8, verse 3. There's another example of our prayers going up before God. Look what this says there. Revelation 8, 3 says, And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer. And there was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of the saints. Upon the golden altar which is before the throne. And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. That's powerful. In other words, that incense and that censer that's in heaven when we pray... It mixes with our prayer to keep our prayers pure. So we're not just offering up fleshly stuff before God. And so the angel is standing there putting smoke or incense over our prayers to mix it, to make sure that we're not praying in our flesh, that we're praying the will of God, and it's going up before God. It doesn't stink before God. And the angel took the censer and filled it with the fire of the altar and cast it into the earth, and there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and earthquakes. So that's kind of powerful. That when your prayers go up, 
that the angels and the smoke goes up and power begins to shake the earth. The power of our prayers begin to cause things to shake in the earth realm. Earthquakes and, and, and thunderings and lightnings. There's a power that is generated when we pray. And so that same principle is in the demonic, in the witchcraft. There is power in what they do because they believe in what they're doing. And, and, and they, they affect people that are not saved. Now for the believer, you don't worry about this witchcraft stuff. You should be aware of it because it will operate against you if you're not uh, careful. Now, we know that God has a book of remembrance, right? Well, witches have a book, too. It's called the witch's book or whatever, spiritual book of shadows. And what they do is they take whoever their target is. They can take you or me. They'll get your name. They'll take your address. Uh, they'll take the color of your license plate number and the color of your house, your car, anything about you, your business. Even if they can get a photograph of you. And all this information about you, especially if you're a warrior, they're going to put it in a book. And on their holidays and holy days, they bring up, open up the book of remembrance to remember you, to curse you. So you may have fought witchcraft in January, but when they open up the book back in June, here comes the same mess coming against you again. That's why you keep saying, why do you keep battling? Why do you keep fighting? Well, they keep praying. We're going to see this. I'm just going to share the word. Just, you, you'll see, see this in the word. So there's invocations that they do on the day of remembrance against you. Now you say, well, that's just in Africa and that's over there. Listen, there are witches all in Aurora. They're in Schomburg. They're in Bratavia. They're everywhere. They're in the open and, uh, and they're doing their dirt. They may, they may invoke on the day of remembrance, they may invoke your desire to drink because they done wrote down that you used to be a guy alcoholic. So let me just put a spirit on you to try to entice you to go back to what you was doing. They may even evoke a desire to, to get you to fornicate. You ain't seen that man in 15 years and all of a sudden you're in the hotel. Where did that come from? Somebody's praying. Or they, they'll give you the desire, well, you need to leave your church, your season and stuff. It's time for you to go. Or financial depression or, your, or, or strife and contention breaks out in your household. Sickness comes on you all of a sudden. You were just fine yesterday. You woke up this morning, all of a sudden, you got a sore throat. Which is witchcraft in the throat usually attacks the throat, the tonsils. Uh, it'll attack you with headaches, very strong headaches, or you'll feel real sleepy. I mean, you slept 12 hours, 10 hours, and all of a sudden, this heaviness comes on. Your eyes get heavy and itchy, and you want to go to sleep, and you don't want to do anything. You don't want to pray. You just want to go lay in the bed. That's witchcraft that comes against you. Revelation twenty-two nineteen says that if any man shall take away the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life, out of the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. So God has a book. Witches got a book too. It's a book of death. We got a book of life. They have a book of death. In Acts 10, just, as, just for reference, Acts 10, 31, the Bible said that at Cornelius, he said, your prayer is heard and thy alms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. So everything you pray is written in a book. 
Well, I think now that it's technology, angels walk around with a tape recorder <laughs> taping you while you pray or while you don't pray. Amen? And you, this is a spiritual principle of prayer. Uh, I think uh, years ago, Elvira, one of my members, ex-members, she's 99, she's got Alzheimer's, she's in her 90s now. She went down to Mexico. And, yes, it's Elvira. And uh, she went down to Mexico, and she was praying, and she said she heard me praying for her in the spirit. She said, I heard you praying for me. God, somebody must have been taking a prayer. I must have been laying on the floor, tape, tape recorder, and somebody taped it and played it in the spirit to her to let her hear that she was being prayed for. Everything, see, the Bible says that words, our words are going to be judged by God. Everything, whether it's good or evil, comes out of my mouth is going to be judged one day. So you have to be careful what you be speaking because every idle word is going to be judged. One way, it's going to burn up in the fire or it's going to be pure words of God or it's going to be good words. So uh, we need to understand that God hears us when we pray. First thing you need to understand as a believer, when you open up your mouth, God hears you. And the devil tell you, you ain't doing nothing. You ain't getting nowhere. Ain't nothing happening. You've been praying that for three months now. And ain't nothing changed. He wants to discourage you. Your prayers are heard, trust me. There are two angels assigned to you. One stays with you all the time, and the other goes back and forth to heaven report on your progress. The witch's Bible. They have a Bible. See, we got a Bible, and they got one, too. I seen one once, once before. It's got Psalms in it. It's got scriptures in it. Oh, they use God's word and twist it for their own devices, their own ideas. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's got a knife, a whip, a scalpel, a sword, a broom, a censer. Cup of, uh, cu uh, a cup, divider's cup for communion, a stick. I guess that's a stick. I don't know what it is, a matchstick or something. And a rope with a knot in it. I did a teaching on ropes. You know, they, they use those in love potions. You tie so many knots in a rope, that's a, a forget-me-not love potion that they use. They burn incense and stuff. Or they tie a knot in it to make a person fall in love with you. They do all kind of stuff. I have to teach on that. I have to teach on that, on that. You'd be surprised what people do to try to get somebody. Look, forget me not, love knots and stuff. I'll pull that book out. I'll have to pull it out. But uh, there's a lot There's a lot of people be doing. Uh, here's a, now, just like we have seasons, witches have a cosmic clock. Their cosmic clock, the sun, that rules the day, and the seasons, it's the hour hand of their clock. The moon is the minute hand. It rules the night, the seas, and the tides. Remember Jesus was sleeping in the back of the boat and a storm came up? Well, that was a demonic storm. He was able to control the sea and the tide, and Jesus had to rebuke that thing, and it stopped because it wasn't of God. It was a witchcraft. It was a... It was a, 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 a witch, witches, some witches are probably witch, witch doctors or somewhere where they're trying to, trying to kill him. There's, then there's a dry and rain season that rules the crops. 
we, which is, this is part of their, their, their calendar, their cosmic clock. Now, a cosmic clock is a monitor and a watcher mechanism that changes people's positions in life from better life to a worse one, to su from success to failure, natural birth to cesarean section. It's like an alarm clock. Example, you may, every, every July, you get sick. I, I can't go because I know I'm going to be sick in July. It's like every season, it looks like every season coming around, I'm gonna, something's going to happen. Every time, I can't go on that. Every time something, that, that clock is like a long clock. It goes off, and then all of a sudden, it switches your season. You should be in a season of blessing, and all of a sudden, now you're in a season of cursing. Things were going good. The money was flowing good, and all of a sudden, we got a kink in the holes. It just stopped. The money just runs out. This is what they're caught. The summer solstice, the Lamas, I'm going to talk about that, the autumn equinox. Oh, I forgot what that is, shaman, shaman, whatever it is. They got different words. Immobile, equinox, the bell train, I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about uh, uh, the other ones, those. We'll, we'll go through some of that tonight. But see, they got different seasons and, 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 and things. So we want to look at the word. Satan seeks to try to change the times and the seasons in your life. In Daniel chapter 2, verse 20, now it says that God himself knows the seasons. Daniel answer said, Blessed be the name of God forever and forever, for wisdom and might are his, and he changes the times and the seasons. He removes the kings, he set up kings, he gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them of understanding. So God gives us seasons, and he knows uh, there's seasons for you to be blessed, but the enemy's going to come in and try to block that season. In Daniel 7.25, now here's Satan. You know, he can't create anything so he can imitate or pervert. He says that he shall speak great words against the Most High, and he shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws. And they shall be given into his hand until the time and times are defined in the time. How are they doing it right now? You can see it right now on the news every day. They're trying to change the homosexual laws. They're trying to same-sex marriage laws. They're trying to change all the laws. To wear us out. To make us feel like giving up. Don't pray no more. It's just getting so bad. Let's just stay in the church and hold our head down and pray for Jesus to come get us. Amen? That's, what, that's how everybody feels. I shall be glad when Jesus come get me. And Jesus, I shall be glad when you get up and go get them heathen out there in the street. Amen? <laughs> and bring them into the house of the Lord. So he will seek to change the times and the seasons in your life. God saying, this is your season to be blessed. And look like everything going the opposite direction. Wait a minute, now, Lord, are you a liar? No, he said, I'm not a man that I should lie. The enemy is coming in. He's got a doorway that he's trying to change what you're supposed to be getting. There are, as I said, Sunday, there are three different kingdoms. The marine kingdom, there's, there's, a, 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 there's certain uh, uh, marine demons. Certain water routes are dangerous to travel at certain times of the year. If you go, if you ever watch the, uh, the catch those crabs and, uh, and, and up north there and stuff, there are certain times you can't go out in the Bering Sea. Because the enemy has shook up that thing, and, and, and these spirits look for, to kill people because they need a sacrifice. June through November in America's hurricane season. We already know the season. All the season's here. You better look out for the hurricanes. 
what does he come? To kill, destroy, cause calamity and disaster. Fire seasons in the West. This is a fire season. Everything's turning dry now. Let's burn up California. Amen. Tornado season in the Midwest. Kill people. We need a sacrifice. We need a, a dead body. Matthew 16, 19 says that I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So we can bind these tornadoes. We can bind the movement of these hurricanes. And we can command those things to go to another direction. There was a couple of hurricanes. I was in North Carolina. And that thing was bearing down. I said, no, I'm in North Carolina. You got to go back out to sea. Command you to leave. I, uh, that thing turned and went back out. We walk in that authority. We just don't exercise it. If Jesus can tell the sea to be still, why can't we tell the sea to be still? He's inside of us. Now, the, witches, the weakest time in there is between the dark moon and the full moon. They don't mess. They don't operate they, unless they are really, really high up there in witchcraft. They don't even try to do their little stuff because that's their weakest point because there's in between the moons. Ephesians 6.12 says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Ephesians 2, 6, he has raised us together and made us sit in heavenly places. So that means that we're sitting above anything that the devil can try to do. We've got authority above him. We sit in heavenly places. Joshua commanded the sons to stand still. He said, wait a minute, God, you're killing too many people. Let me catch up. Make the sun stand still so I can fight longer. In the Valley of Ajalon, I think that's what it was, Valley of Ajalon, he killed a whole bunch of folks. He said, never happened before in history that a man told the son to stand still and the son did what he told him to do. Amen? When Elijah was sent on assignment to go tell King Hezekiah, get your house in order, you're going to die. He had, he, had, he had bowel trouble, he was sick in his body. And the Lord told him, turn around and go back and tell him, because he's prayed, I'm going to give him 15 more years. And Hezekiah said, well, how would I know this is true? He said, what do you want me to do? He said, tell the sundial to move back. God's an awesome God. Now, there are seasons in witchcraft. I'm, I'm dealing this because you need to understand there are seasons of witchcraft. August, September, October is the season, is the Feast of Lamas. You saw the screen of my head, the calendar up there. Lamas was one of those seasons. November, December, and January is the Feast of Halloween. January, March, April is the Feast of Candleman. May, June, and July is the Feast of Beltran. Actually, it should be uh, in on the end of that. I got Beltran, but in Beltran. On August 31st, witches rededicate themselves on their altars to do evil. Just like you get up every morning and you dedicate yourself to the Lord and praise the Lord and say, Lord, I love you this morning. Well, they get up and they, every quarter, that quarter, they get on August 31st, they go to the altar and they rededicate them to do as much evil as they can to anybody they can get, do it to. And so uh, it, as you see the influence, now you can see, now you start looking on the TV and say, well, why are these young men shooting up six, seven, eight, nine, ten people? Witchcraft. 
Halloween promotes wickedness in high places, in the ruling class of people. A lot of times, we, you know, we see our kids out trick-or-treating, you know, we think that, that's just witchcraft. But actually, this is designed to deal with the presidents, the governors, the high ruling class, the, the rich, the, the Bilderbergers, all of them. Psalms 2, verse 1 says, Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord, against his anointed. Now, if these kingdoms and nations are taking counsel against God, Islam, they're taking counsel against the Lord. They're not fighting against us. They're fighting against God. These people are taking counsel and rage. Look at the heathen means a devil incarnate. Sadists. Perpetrators of wickedness. Killers. Destroyers. Their whole intent is to destroy. Rage is a determination to kill. It's just an anger. Uh, 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 anger that's so violent to destroy, to hinder, to victimize. To eliminate, to suppress. Why do the heathen want to suppress? And why do they want to uh, uh, eliminate? And they want to victimize? They want to fight against God's anointed. Are you anointed? Yeah, well, they're going to fight against you. You accepted Jesus, you anointed. And so it, it comes at, at this season, really deals with the, the rulers and kings and presidents. And that's why we have so many despots. That's why we have so many uh, genocides and, and, and rulers killing whole nations. And uh, even in Syria now, you know, the president, he's killing all his own people. I mean, he's just wiping them out. That's wickedness. Plain old wickedness. One man has that much control to kill 100,000 people. Where did he get his strength from? Witchcraft. Now on Halloween, in that season, we know I'm just, they have 32 different uh, uh, plans of attack on Halloween. This is just a few of them. One of them is a spider. You ever see that? We got the cobweb with the spider, you know, on, on Halloween. Well, what do spiders do? They form a web to trap you. And once you get caught in that trap, you can't get loose. The more you struggle, the tighter you'll get. They form a web. So, and once you're bound in sin, it's hard to get free of it. Once you get involved in fornication or adultery, it's hard to quit it. Once you get bound in that thing, the enemy's got you. The Bible says that the dog has turned back to his vomit. Or how can you go back to your weak and beggarly elements? The elementary things. Well, once the devil gets his hold on you, his whole job is to snare you back into darkness. The Bible said Jesus came that he might uh, bring us out of darkness into his light. And so the enemy says, I want to take you back into darkness. I want to take you back into those places where you'll be ignorant. Another symbol of Halloween is the fence. What does the fence do? It hems you in or locks you out. You got a gate, a fence around a property, around something. It, it, it get, it's, it's a border. It's a lock. And, and so in Halloween, they want to lock us into a, a process or lock us into a bondage or lock us into debt or lock us into poverty or lock us. Well, you have a fence around you, you can't progress. You can't go forward. You're fenced in. And so they're invoking these things. And we're trying to figure out, well, 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 why ain't people coming to the church? Look at those beautiful churches. Why ain't people coming to church? They're locking them up. 
in their own homes and not knowing that they're locked up. Another symbol is the is the aisle. There's the owl, owl, rather, owl. These are used by witches, the seen eye, to track you, to watch your movements, to watch your schedule in the spirit realm, to watch and see uh, uh, what you do, when you do, what your schedule is on how to attack you. You ever hear an owl outside your house? Woo, woo, at night? Yeah, yeah. And people don't. People say, "Uh oh, uh oh, uh, there's an owl out there," because the devil knows what time you go to bed. So when he wants to come attack you in your sleep, he knows exactly the time you're gonna go to sleep. I, I told you in my testimony about that, how God taught me how to fight the spirit of lust. That thing would attack me every night, midnight, right after midnight, and attack me and torment me all night long. I couldn't sleep until I said, "Lord, deliver me." He said, "I ain't." You better learn how to speak my word. So I had to get up at midnight. And, and I, when I get off work, I go to sleep from 6 to 12. I said, I'll be ready for you, devil. When you come at 12 o'clock, we're going to get it on. Amen. I get me a sign. I walk through the house reading the Psalms. I walk, put some praise music on, speaking the word of God. And after, after a while, the devil said, you're crazy. I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm crazy. I'm going to run you out of here. Isaiah 34, 11. He says, but the comorant... And the bittern shall possess it. Now here, if, if you go to Isaiah 34, let's just look at that. I, I, I just put that scripture down, but I want to just, I'm not going to try to give you all my good stuff. I'm going to save some for Sunday. So you come back to hear it, amen? You a little titillation. Isaiah 34. God was talking about he was going to judge Israel. And that he was going to come with fire. And he was going to destroy them in the day of the Lord's vengeance. And Isaiah chapter 34, verse 5 says, verse 8 says, For it is a day of the Lord's vengeance and a year of recompenses for the controversy of Zion. And the streams thereof shall be turned into pitch. You know, pitch is like tar. And the dust thereof into brimstone. And the land there shall become a burning pitch. It shall not be quenched night or day. The smoke river shall go up forever. From generation to generation it shall lie waste. None shall pass through it forever and ever. But the cormorant and the bittern shall possess it. The isle, look at it all, also. And the raven shall dwell in it. So these birds and things are dwelling in a desolate place. A nasty place, an unclean place. And it shows, and he shall stench out upon it the line of confusion and the stones of emptiness. Confusion and emptiness. And they shall be called the nobles thereof to the kingdom, and none shall be there, and their princes shall be nothing. God, when he destroys stuff, he destroys stuff. He said, I'm going to send a volcano and blow up the land cause it to be in tar pits oil pits smoke all the time it's like hell really that's what he's saying i'm gonna turn it into hell so there's a feast of halloween there's a feast the the, the halloween feast and it is called the feast of beltran this is another feast in the calendar 
I think we said this is, we're, in fact, we're really in that feast, we're in that time now. I think that's June, July, is it May, June, July, or something like that. Witches, in this season, promote their desire to rule in order to be worshipped. So we've seen the fight in the Illinois Senate where they, where they wanted to change the law and they were very disappointed that they didn't pass this same-sex marriage. I mean, they had even a homeless uh, lesbian uh, representative get up on TV, on the camera, on the news, and want to cry. Another, another representative said he changed his mind and voted for just out of respect for the homosexual representative. I mean, this we're in trouble. Genesis 4 and 6 says, And the Lord said, Cain, why are you wroth? Why are you angry? Why is your countenance fallen? If you do well, shall I not be accepted? And if you desire not well, do not well. Sin, he lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. The enemy is always trying to rule over us. He ain't supposed to sin. He's not supposed to rule over us. We are supposed to rule over sin. We're, we're, if we do right, the enemy can't operate against us. And in Joel 2.17, he says, Spare thy people, Lord. Give not thy heritage to reproach that the heathen should rule over us. Wherefore, they say among the people, where is their God? Heathen, wicked people. Why are you, well, don't give my heritage to the wicked. I say that sometimes in our family. You know, we got some wicked kids and our children in our family. They ain't serving God. And I ain't giving my heritage to you, you wicked thing. I, I, I just maybe I'm just a little bit hard, but I get mothers coming in there. Oh, oh no, I need help in my finances. I don't have any money. Well, you're giving it to your wicked son. He out there drinking it up, smoking it up, doping it up. Won't get a job. Won't work. And you bailing them out of jail and spending all your money. Come on now. This, and then you talk crying out to God. God said, I gave you the money. You gave it to your wicked son. Hold the money back until the boy gets saved. <laughs> Put it in an account somewhere. <laughs> Be like the, I mean, the, the prodigal came on. The father already had the robe, had the shoes, had the ring, everything waiting on him when he got there. The Feast of Beltran, it, 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 it's about selfish desire. It's about rule by force, terrorism, move against the will of the people. That's what's happening in Syria and in some of these nations. Uh, 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 there was a prophetic word. I think Clem Clement talked about it. He just posted last month or whatever about watch uh, Turkey. And they were on the news last night. They were throwing uh, smoke bombs and everything else, tear gas and everything in Turkey. He said, watch that nation. Something's going to happen in there. The events of the Feast of Beltran, they have events, just like we have events. This event is to recharge the cosmic battery. Oh, this is some good stuff here. To appease the God of the harvest, this, this it, 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 it can deal with, uh, and, and there's a high land, a, 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 they have a high rate of land disputes and family crisis and a rise in the water level. This is springtime. Now, in Africa, I was over in Nigeria. I was with one of the pastors that hosted me. He was asking me to pray. He said, pray because uh, they stole my family's land. It just, they just came and took it, the government, the village. They just, just took it. He's in court trying to fight the case. 
and several other people like that. This is a time over there in that time where they, where they where, when they plant plants in, in India and in Africa, they have these ceremonies and they have these 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 uh, celebrations where they dedicate to the idol god, whatever god it is, of the harvest that they would have a good harvest. Everybody gets together. They they put marks on their body or put you know in India they put the little red dot or they put uh, uh, all kind of different marks on themselves, saying I'm dedicating. Uh, 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 this sacrifice that the God of hard harvest will be appeased and will take care. But these demons, they don't care because once you make a vow, they got you bound. And they never have a farm. They don't, they never, somebody comes steal a harvest or a pestilence or something come and destroys their harvest. But over over there, they have a high rate. In this time, this when they, they have land disputes and, and, and they want to misdirect and steal the inheritance of land. Remember Jezebel, <clears throat> Nabal, uh, uh, her husband Ahab wanted Nabal's vineyard. She had all this land. He had the whole kingdom. But his little old saint over there, honoring God by holding on to his little inheritance, and he wanted that. He had the whole kingdom. All the land he wanted. Because it was outside his window. I want that. So there are links, the links to the spiritual kingdoms for evil influences. Now the power that the devil gets, his power is operated, it comes from sacrifice. It comes from the blood of animals or the blood of humans. Our kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, the power of the kingdom of heaven comes from our prayers of the saints. We're like a generation, generating sage, we're like a nuclear plant that holds up the kingdom of heaven through our prayers. In the demonic realm, the blood, they need blood to have force and strength. And you notice that the more they're killing these young boys in Chicago, the more violent it's getting. They're getting more strength from the blood, actually in the spirit realm, when these people are shot and they're laying on the sidewalk and all this blood on these demons are going in the spirit realm and they're licking up that blood. They're taking that blood and they use their sacrifice. They use it in their sacrifices. That is why the blood of Jesus is so powerful. Because then when they killed him on the cross, the Bible says that he came, got off that cross and he took up every piece of his blood and took it to heaven. That the devil didn't get hold of it. And he sprinkled it on the holies of holies that we would have right to healing, right to deliverance, and right to, 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 to complete them. He took his blood. Jesus' blood is alive. Jesus' blood, it, it, the Bible says when his blood hit the earth, the dead get up out of the grave. And so the devil knows that the power is, the life is in the blood. And so if I can get some human blood, it gives me power to persecute them. But see, he understands the blood of Jesus is stronger than any kind of blood. So these demons in the witchcraft, that is why they want sacrifices. That's why they want these abortion clinics. I'm sure there's thousands of demons hanging outside these abortion clinics waiting on these dead babies. Because that's where they get their power from. Why do you think that they have human sacrifices in their, in their things? You see it on all the time. They got somebody on the altar, they got a big knife, and they're going to they gonna cut them. Because it got to have the blood. Jesus said, you shall not eat the blood because life is in the blood. See, they're trying to get life. They're trying to get power. 
So this Feast of Beltran, uh, 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 the, the, it's a time of slaughter, murders, shootings, evil sacrifices, all kind of accidents, all kind of murders and stuff. Uh, you've got to appease all these gods in this time. You go to India, they, I tell you, you got a million gods. They got to appease everybody. Amen. They got the monkey god. They got the elephant god. They got the road god. They got the hare god. They got all kind of gods. I mean, they got gods for everything. So Beltran is a selfish desire. The, 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 the Islam, and the, it moves against the will of the people. It moves against them. Uh, there's an appeasement. There's sacrifices. The whole family pledges uh, loyalty to this God. Uh, the, the, they take body, marks in their bodies, and they don't prosper. You can go there right now. They don't prosper. They're just poor as they want. They're just working on them fields every year, year after year, never getting ahead. The demon projects a promising beginning, especially those uh, that are in management or in power positions, or, or, or you got a friend uh, that says, hey, come work over here in this company. You know, you come in with me. You're going to be great. We're going to promote you. You're going to get all this money. And, and they start on the job, and they never get promoted, never make enough money to make ends meet. They always get these promises, but nothing seems to come to fruition. This is what the spirit does. This demon promises them one thing and takes away. A lot of these pop artists and rap artists have submitted themselves to that spirit. I'll give you fame and fortune. But one day I'm going to come for your soul. Michael Jackson sold himself out. And the rest of us, a lot of them have sold themselves out. All of them have sold themselves out to Satan. <clears throat> In Beltran, there's confrontations, land disputes, family crisis, fighting over land, brother against sister, siblings against brother, uh, you know, cousins, hatred, betrayal, divisions. Somebody comes in and steals the wheel. Nobody know where all the stuff is. Got the insurance policy. <laughs> Amen. You know how they do. You know, you, you in the hospital, got you in the hospital. You ain't even dead yet. They in your house taking your clothes, got, got the furniture, got the dishes, got your jewelry. Fighting over the car. That's my mom. My mama mom said I can have a car. In this season, we are, you know, we're seeing a lot of floods on the East Coast now. We're seeing floods in this area, high water. This caused accidents. It, to sustain the marine kingdom, they need dead bodies. They need somebody to die. Get their strength from that. So why not have floods and hurricanes and, and, and water and uh, uh, flash floods and stuff? And, and, and these demons are out for bodies. Or, or you're out on the lake and all of a sudden the lake turns six, eight-foot waves. So you out there, you know, it's peaceful when you went out. Next thing you know, you got a storm that came out of nowhere. The devil's out to kill, steal, and destroy. Then another feast is the Feast of Candleman. Candleman is a spirit that misrules, that, that, that is a demon that of misrules, that promotes chaos, it promotes lawlessness, 
misdirection in lives, family and government. This is very important. The enemy will come to make you make the wrong decision to go the wrong direction, to misdirect you. I don't know if you ever did that where you, where you uh, uh, went on a job interview and, and, and they were talking about how good the job was and stuff, and then you went on there the first day on that job and said, this is not it. I got to get up out of here. Somebody misdirected you, amen? I did that happen to me one time. I said, no, 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 I ain't. I know this. You lied. I'll take the other job offer. <laughs> I ain't taking this one. First Corinthians 10, verse 1 says, Now, more brethren, I would not you be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and passed through the sea. And were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And all did eat the same spiritual meat, and all did drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of what the spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. They followed God. They were not misdirected. They, 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 they were in a covenant relationship formed to, back to God. And this spirit comes to misrule. God's against misrule. He's against people uh, uh, doing the wrong thing. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 7 says, now don't be idolaters. As some of them were, as was written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Moses up there trying to get instruction from God. They down there getting naked, having orgies, having parties, getting drunk, making idols. Well, I just threw the jewelry and then this cow came up out of there. I don't know how that happened. It just came up out of there. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day 23,000. Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. God put it, God, they were destroyed. God said, now all you got to do is look on, on the stick, yeah? You know, someone refused to look on the stick and died. Moses made a brass serpent and put it right in the middle of the camp, so all you got to do is look at it. They wouldn't do it. They just died, rebelled. Neither murmur ye as some of them murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Murmuring is one thing. You know, they also they talk about in witchcraft, they call muttering. They're speaking stuff, muttering stuff in incantations and spells. They mutter. And now these things happen to them, for example, that they are written for our admonition upon the ends of the world are come. So God is saying that uh, uh, I'm, not, I'm against misrule and the enemy wants to misrule, he wants to control. As, as, as we looked at this Sunday and, and today, you can see how easy it's going to be for people to be deduced, to seduced in the end times. Misrule. They got this guy, he didn't expose them now. He said, they spied on you. They, they spied on everybody. They're taking all your information. They want to kill that man, that young man. They're going to kill him. They're going to wipe him out. They, they, no, 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 no. And so this misrule to change the will of the people, the, the TV are talking about how, how wicked he was and he wasn't supposed to do that and he, he's a deserter of America and this and that to take our attention off what they're doing. Everything is lining up for the end times. Amen? They can now 
on your laptop now. They can now download programs and download programs, and now your laptop has that little camera on it. They can be looking at you taking your shower while you're in your house. They can just turn around and take a look up it. They can watch it. They're watching everything you be doing in your house. You got a cell phone now. You can turn your lights on and turn your lights off. You open Europe some way, amen, and you're watching what's in your house. If you can watch what's in your house, somebody else can go be watching what's in your house at the same time, too. Oh, they ain't at home. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So in the season of Candleman, there's bad government. Sound like America to me? The Bible says when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked bear rule, the people mourn. Proverbs 2.29. 29 too. Yeah. I'm going back the other way. Okay. Bad government means marginalization. That's what they're trying to marginalize what this guy did. It's just uh, what the government's doing. Uh, we have to do this to look at all, you know, to find the crooks. Yeah. Well, we have to stop here <clears throat> on this message on uh, exp uh, exposing witchcraft, the mystery of witchcraft. Uh, as I said, this is newheartworshipcenter.com uh, is our webpage. This is Apostle Al Buford. Our address is 888 South Edgeline Drive, Suite 1757 in the city of Aurora, Illinois, 60506. Address is 888 South Edgeline Drive, Aurora, Illinois, 60506, Suite 1757. Uh, we have Sunday service at 10 a.m., Tuesday night Bible study at 7.30 p.m. So until next podcast, God bless you. Stay tuned. Keep watching. Keep listening. God bless you.